Hassan, how do you feel about the final episode of the year? I'm glad it's over, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no, just no, I loved it. I loved it. A lot of laughs. Um, lots covered. A lot of introspection. I really enjoyed this episode. Definitely. Yeah, it was like an, an episode steeped in fertile ground, Hass, where we talked about what we'd achieved this year and did a little bit of looking forward to the next year. Where should people come and find us? Come and find us at 115 Miles Pod on Insta. Listen to us on all the normal streaming channels. And we are now on YouTube as well, remember, so people can watch the full episode on YouTube as well. Enjoy this episode and we'll see you in the new year. <laughs> This is 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kaya. Growing up 115 miles apart, our lives couldn't have been more different. But we find ourselves today with many similarities and outlooks upon life. Join us on our podcast as we take a topical dive into life, work, culture and everything in between. And we're live pass with the Christmas special now. Was that five seconds? Do you no, feel like I like seconds? how professional like you just rolled into it like and we're live. Well mate, I've been in the game a while now. Christmas special. How are you feeling today, mate? Showing up here on a Friday. It's our Christmas special day. Going for some food later. Yeah. What vibe? Well, how are you vibing today? How are you vibing? <laughs> like, I put on the brightest jumper I could find to try and, you know. You're a mustard a fan, aren't you? I love you wear mustard. a lot of yellow. Yeah. Yeah? I think I have the complexion to pull it off. Yeah, I think you I do, don't mate. think you could pull off mustard in the same way. No, I wouldn't wear mustard, mate. It wouldn't suit you, mate. No, no, not yellow. No. But, but how am I feeling? Uh, I'm not feeling that festive yet. Maybe. Today will get me in the mood. Okay, well, before we go there with the festive stuff, I yeah. want to ask you, at the point of recording this, by the time this goes out, we will have played France in the World Cup. Yeah. And uh, we'll know our destination of, of where we're going or whether we're coming home. Have you been watching the World Cup and how much have you got into it? I've watched some of the World Cup and not as much as I would normally get into the World Cup. Have you watched the England games, all of the England games? Yeah. Yeah, but you've not been that much into the rest of the, the World Cup? No, not as much, no. And I, I, and I don't think it was because of what we've been talking about before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not for, some, for moral grounds. I just, it's, it's at the busiest time of year and I just yeah. haven't got time to watch it. I, I would, I would love so to So you watch reckon it. that you're not happy with it being in the winter like it's been, it's not helped no. you? No, I want it in the summer. Yeah. The days are longer and I can... Mate, it's been a very, very good World Cup, football-wise. I know this is football chat, we don't normally do it, but it has been very, very good. And I thought there was some irony, by the way, in um, the fact that like Raheem Sterling's house got robbed here and he had to go home and we're spending so much time talking about that country. And then Raheem Sterling has to leave that country to come back to his country because of what happened here. Now, was there people inside his house or was he just burgled? What the fucking question is that? Well... <laughs> What do you mean the, by that? The, the initial reports were that there was family inside the house and so that's why he had to leave because obviously he was worried about them. But then it turns out, I think, it turns out that they were, they were out and he just, he just got, got robbed. So why do you need to go home during the World Cup? Oh, mate, have you, ever, have you ever been burgled? A long time ago. What, you did, you've been burgled? Yeah, I was a kid, though. Yeah, ask your mum, mate. Can you imagine what your missus would feel like if she came home and people had been I in your she house? she was with him in Qatar watching oh, the World well, Cup. Irrelevant. If the house was empty and yeah. she was in Qatar yeah. and the house got robbed, you're with your missus. Yeah. Your house has been burgled. There's people in it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. But you're in the World Cup. Yeah, but do you not think your missus would be like terrified? Maybe, but she's one... with you. She's with you in Qatar, so probably not that terrified. No, mate. I can't... No, mate. I think I'm just, it would... I'm just... I'm, I'm, so, I just so... thought that there might be like other solutions that you can put in place when you're playing in the World Cup for your country. So I don't actually know if his family was there or not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, but you're saying it doesn't really matter if they were or not. No. Yeah. Okay. If my house got burgled, yeah. the one place where you're supposed to be able to go to feel safe, Is and there was people been through it in my sock drawer, yeah. yeah, looking for shit. What would they find in your sock drawer? <laughs> not sock. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you got like a, a, oh, a shit draw? Wait a minute. Uh, yeah, I have got yeah. a Monica draw. Yeah. 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 yeah, I've got a Monica cupboard and a Monica drawer. Yeah, a cupboard and a drawer. Yeah, the understairs cupboard downstairs. Oh, you've mentioned this before. It's one of them where you like, you know, you have to sort of like barricade it shut, and then when you open like, it, it just hold all it falls out. Yeah, it all falls, falls out. out. And like, no one else has got stuff in there. Is it just your? Just stuff? my what? crap in there, man. What? Because uh, we we have already established that you don't do DIY. No, but I keep so no I keep boxes. What sort of boxes? Like um, cereal boxes. No, like that my like that I buy stuff in. So like, I've got every iPhone box from every iPhone. Oh, you're one of those box. people. Oh, fuck. And I've got like every time I buy any bit of electronic or bit of tech, I am um, I keep the box forever. Uh, you weirdo. <laughs> uh, I mean, I could probably throw some of them out, yeah, but I keep them. What do you? Are you a hoarder? You hoard things. Uh, no, because my wife won't let me, but like I she, do... She's okay with the boxes. But well, because I've got that one cupboard. So if I want to, you but know... But doesn't she, like, doesn't she go, why, why are you keeping boxes? The Monica cupboard's not her business, mate. <laughs> the rest of the house, yeah, she has complete control over. Except and I do the as drawer I'm told, and the cupboard. But the drawer and the cupboard, What's yeah. in the drawer then? Just like um, male grooming stuff. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. Which obviously I use clearly a lot. Uh, <laughs> could use it a bit more. If, uh, uh, male grooming stuff, deodorant, perfume. Isn't perfume male grooming stuff? Uh, parfum, oh. mate. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw it in there. Uh, <laughs> Isn't it parfum? And then there's like, Is it parfum? Yeah, maybe. Okay. But you're an eau de toilette guy anyway. No, I'm a parfum guy now. Oh, shut up, mate. Yeah. I'm here at Christmas. <laughs> anyway, I want to come back a minute to the Raheem Sterling thing. Okay, yes. I'm sorry. very surprised at your opinion on this, Has. Okay. That you like so you think he should have stayed like you think it's a bit he's being a bit of a mount going back. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. What so if you were on holiday Do you know what I'm doing here? I'm I'm making assumptions about his wealth and that like he's probably got loads of people and security and yeah, but that's not that. the, that's not yeah but that's that's my assumption yeah but what, all right say well he has got security and all that so yeah he has so got that. someone can go and look after it for a few days while he wins the world cup what and then and, and then, then and then it's four years where he can be back homely again oh i, I disagree all right with you, we man. disagree what, but so you think his family was there you think his family is, is in the world cup and they've all had to travel back i reckon all his family was anyway I think he's done us all a favour going back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I right, don't yeah. want him playing anyway. He doesn't need to be selected, yeah. Uh, I've got another question to ask you before we go on. So we're going to like celebrate and reflect on the year, by the way, today, which is going to be slightly different to our normal kind of topical debate stuff. It does mean that we're not going to get to talk about uh, the strikes that are going on. And I feel like I want to talk about them a little bit. Okay, well, it's your week, so you okay, make a choice. Well, like... How do you feel about the strikes that are going on over Christmas? Bearing in mind that it's like the nurses, border force, and um, and the trains, trains, obviously. Yeah, buses as well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Throw that in there. Make sure the buses are in there. <laughs> don't do count out the buses. It? How do you feel about it? Same as I felt last time you asked me. All right. Don't give me the... I don't want the... I don't want the the righteous answer. No, no, no. I don't want the. I don't want the... Uh, I respect all protests and I like that they happen. Uh, do you back these protests? The point behind them. So there's a lot of people that are saying some of the narrative that I've seen, I don't want to stay too long here, so I probably shouldn't have brought it up at all, but some of the narrative that I've seen is um, is like based around saying that they're greedy and, you know, everybody's got it tough and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So do you think, or are you going to abstain and say you don't know enough about it to have an opinion? Well, I think that the average... Salary of the train drivers is something like 59,000. Mm. So I, I'm less sympathetic with that salary because I think there's a lot of people that are, are on the, on the breadline. Yeah. And I'm more sympathetic with people that where they haven't had an inflationary increase yeah. for several years. And so it, it pushes them into poverty. I'm not making assumptions that if someone on 59 grand isn't going to be pushed into poverty because who knows what's going on in their life. Um, but I think, uh, some, some, you know, when unions strike, it isn't just about, you know, one set of their union members. It's kind of all. Oh, what I will say about unions is that they need to, you know, exist. And yeah. so they have to drive 
action. The reason it's happening at the most inconvenient time is because that's how they get the government to listen. Otherwise, the government can kind of withstand it as they've pr proven before. So it does inconvenience us massively. Yeah. Um, and but it is it is the moment that they have. It's the it's the most powerful moment that they can stri um, strike. Um, I'm here's my truth answer. I've managed to move all of my London meetings into this week, which yeah. means next week I don't need to come into London. So that's probably why I'm a bit more relaxed about it because I'm not inconvenienced by it yeah. in the same way. If I was, I'd probably be pissed off. Would you? Yeah. I probably would. What be. about the nurses and that? Yeah, like what? Like how? How much shit do they keep taking until somebody listens to them? Yeah. You can't live without nurses or firefighters or or police or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, just do it. You know, the the impact though. And this is the consequence is, is people will probably die as a result of it. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to balance, right? Yeah. But I guess if you believe that what they're doing is right, then um, they're not, you know, the blood's not on their hands. It's Just on the people who won't pay them properly. Listen, it's the government. Yeah. They need to tax corporations. They need to tax the wealthy and they need to not make the uh, hardest working, lowest paid in society pay for it. Yeah. I think that's really important, right, is I think something that should be that I want to keep saying to people because I keep hearing we're all it's hard times. We're all going through hard times. Yeah, it's difficult for everybody out there. And that's not true. Right. It's difficult for a massive group of our society. It's not difficult for those in power and the ones that could actually create meaningful change for the people that it's difficult for. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. like, you know, our, the, the prime minister. uh doesn't pay, you know, has been avoiding tax since God knows when. Yeah. Right. Our, our own prime minister. So if you cut that kind of stuff out, which he yep. won't because he does it himself. Yeah. And I know a lot of people say it's not him, it's his wife. Yeah. Which is like a really weird way of letting yeah. him off the hook. You said that to me about two episodes ago. Yeah, did I? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, there you go. So that's where I'm at with that. And I just think, you know, as particularly the nurses, by the way, particularly the nurses, when I look at, you know, what they what they were forced and had to do through COVID, I think it's like the pinnacle of gaslighting for now everybody what's, to say. So, so what's brilliant. your point of view? You are in support of it, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent I'm in support of it. Would you feel differently if you were inconvenienced? Uh no. Um yeah, I think the the the, the two the two can coexist, right? Yeah. Uh, actually no I wouldn't feel different. Yeah. So say like I was going to visit family on Christmas and it was going to inconvenience me, I'd be fuming and I'd be pissed off about it, but I wouldn't be pissed off and fuming at the train people. I'd be pissed off and fuming at the people that are not doing and giving them what they deserve. Same as if I was due to go in hospital or a yeah. family member was due yeah. to go in hospital, I'd be fuming at Rishi Sunak and the rest of the government for not doing something about can, it. Can you... Um... I think that's shifted, actually. I think that's, I think that's shifted over the years because I think, you know, train strikes have been happening for years and years and years. And I think the ire used to be towards the, you know, the strikers, but now because it's all starting to kind of surface, right? That actually this is like decades, a decade's worth of cuts and, yeah. um, you know, and uh, disproportionately benefiting the wealthy. And that's leading to this, it's yeah. like, you know, so it's just, a, you know, everyone kind of gets that now. Yeah, and I think that's what makes me the most fuming, right? Is we've had this government in now for 12, 12 years or whatever it is, yeah? We should really know, we keep we keep guessing at it, but yeah, about 12 years. It's about, I'm sure it's like 12 years, it might be heading on to 13 now. But like, look at the state of the country. Like, you know, there's people, like people striking, irrespective of whether it's right or wrong, people are striking, people are angry, People are, are going to die because of this cold weather because they can't turn the heating on because of the cost of living crisis. And so, and, and it's almost like, I don't know how you can look at this country and defend who's in charge of it, who's been in charge of it for 12 years. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to defend it in any other kind of demographic of, of people. If it was a yeah. company, you would come in and say, we need, to, we need to get rid of the management here and we need to bring somebody else in because they don't know what the fuck they're yeah. doing. Yeah. And so I just think it's... It, I think that's mad. And I think they're very good. We talked about it on the last podcast, but they're very good at directing people's anger to the people whose fault it's not. Yeah, we've talked about that. Do you know what I mean? And that is gaslighting. Did you watch, I'm going to ask you a question. If the answer is no, I'm going to move on. Did you watch uh, Harry and Meghan? No. Have you watched any of that on Netflix? No. Okay. 
I watched it last night. I thought you were going to move on. No, I'm going to just... I'm, I'm going <laughs> to stick it from... I think it's worth watching, by the way. Okay, I will. The first episode yeah. was all about um, the like how hounded they are by the media. Okay. Which, interestingly, the media haven't once mentioned in the run-up to this being released. Yeah, which is funny, isn't it? Yeah. Which also reminds me... <laughs> I just want to talk about this quickly. Um... That Pierce Morgan has ruined Ronaldo's career by the look of it. Ruined it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's the rumors he's going to leave the World Cup and go home because he's been dropped and that. Ah, uh, so yeah. Piers Morgan did it, did he? Uh, yeah, with his giving him the interview, he thought he's like made his Not career Ronaldo. and helped him out. Not Ronaldo. No, it's definitely Piers Morgan's fault. Okay, yeah. everything's Piers Morgan's fault. <laughs> okay, so look, I want to spend the rest of the time that we've got uh, doing the yearly reflection which is different to what we normally do. However, I think we do this every year, don't we? Do a bit of it, yeah. We do this at the, in yeah. the last episode of most years. Yeah. So I've put together some questions for both of us, really, um, that I'm going to throw at you. You'll answer, then I'll answer, and we'll see where we go with it. How okay. do you feel about that? Scared. Scared, good. <laughs> uh, so the first question I'm going to ask is looking back, This we're going to start with this one. Looking back, where did you misplace your energy mostly this year? Well, um, I think uh, misplaced energy. Focusing on where I'm failing. I did a lot of that this year. Okay. Feeling a lot of, uh, feeling like a lot of pressure to perform and like, and just focusing on what I'm not doing well. A um, bit of that. Um, was that, and that was misplaced? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think so because actually I think the the energy it takes kind of it, it it it's not net neutral it's like it's pulling energy away from other things. Yeah. Um I spent a and I think connected to it is I spent a lot I I probably spent too much time doom scrolling. Yeah. Particularly LinkedIn looking at like comp, who I perceive to be my competition or other people that are in the sort of space doing stuff that we want to be doing, but in my head, they're doing it quicker or faster. So therefore sort of imposter syndroming. So I think that's probably where I've spent, well, wasted energy really. Yeah. yeah. Wasted energy, I'd say around just maybe just doing too much around what other people are doing or the stories that you tell yourself around that. And what, like what impact does that have on you in terms of like emotionally when you're looking at other people and what they're doing in the space, does that ever motivate you? Or is it more of this like imposter, I'm doing shit, not as well as it. I'd be lying if I said it didn't motivate me because I'm competitive. So yeah. there's definitely an element of it that is useful. But um, I also think on balance it's unhealthy because you just need to focus on what you're doing, what your team's doing, and just forget about the rest. That's why I say put your blinkers on and just go for it, right? Yeah. There's, there's a there's a, a lady called Molly Graham who um, I follow. She used to be, like she was at Facebook at around 500 people and head of culture. She sort of helped them scale. And she's become quite famous for kind of being a bit of a, a uh, an expert, a guru on like scaling businesses. And she wrote um, a couple of, like she was interviewed for a couple of really good articles. Um, one which is called Give Away Your Legos, which I really recommend people go and find um, uh, if they're sort of in that sort of tech world. Um, and then she wrote one around imposter syndrome and, you know, and just really making it really relatable. But she's right at the end, she just said anytime she's feeling like the gremlins coming in, she's reminded of a poster that... Um, her, her, her brother, sorry, you used to remind her about this poster that I had on her third grade wall, which is uh, in the classroom, which was keep your eyes on your own paper. Right. And so anytime she's like trying to look around and see what else anyone's doing, like she just reminds you, just keep your eyes on your own paper. Yeah. And just get on with it. Do you feel like, so the, the whole, the, with that idea of keeping your eyes on your own paper, right? And then when you do doom scroll, do you ever feel like, when I reflect on my own, uh, Let me I just do say that doom scrolling is the opposite of keeping your eyes on your own paper. Then yeah. they don't go hand in hand. Yeah. No, no, it's no. The opposite of yeah, it. that's what I mean. Yeah, oh, okay, right. Yeah. But but doom scroll. So there's like different. I guess there's different forms of doom scrolling, or doom yeah. scrolling is different to everybody. Yeah. I will sometimes doom scroll, um, and I'm proper numbing out. I'm not looking at anything. I'm just allowing my head to go down crap rabbit holes that have yeah. no significance for me. Yeah. Um, 
But when you're looking at other people, right, and you're doing that kind of like beating yourself up, I'm not doing as well. I, when I reflect on my own experience, I do feel that sometimes, yeah, I do that when I'm a, like about to sprint. So I'll do that. And the act of doing that, as negative as it is, and I still would rather I didn't do it, is nearly always followed by going, that enough's enough now. I'm not doing that shit anymore. And then I put the blinkers on. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's almost like, it's, it's almost like... You're feeding yourself. Before, I'm yeah. questioning, I'm asking the question whether it actually plays a bit of a, a part in, in the sprint. That I mean, I can definitely relate to when you go, when you sort of catch yourself and you go, what, what the fuck am I doing? And you just put it down and then you get on with stuff. But I think sometimes it sort of festers. It, it's, yeah. not, it's not clean energy, right? It's not, you don't go in clean, it's still there. And actually you don't need it. And yeah. that's the point. You just got to get on with what you want to get on with. I'm not saying I, you know, like it's it's informed everything I've done this year, but you asked me like, where am I? Yeah, where no, did I of waste course, energy? yeah. It's just, I, it's an interesting, because I'm the same, yeah? When I've put for what I've misplaced, um, I actually wrote Twitter. Twitter's where I go. Because what I do on Twitter is I go on there and I like, uh, get angry. It's your. People. It's it's like your alter ego, though, isn't it? It's like your. It's like Beyonce's Sasha Fierce. That's your version of it, isn't it? Where you can go and just get your gnarly side out. Well, I do think so. I like. I believe we have. You know, and I've talked extensively about this, but I believe that we have our shadow parts. Yeah, so we have loads of parts of ourselves, and Twitter is where that kind of angry, almost twisted part of me goes. <laughs> And the stuff that I post on there, <laughs> I've had moments, you know, when some, I meet people and they're like, oh yeah, no, I follow you on Twitter. And I think, oh no, yeah. do you have, please follow me somewhere else so you don't think that Twitter's here it's, I am. It's like your um, social version of your football self, isn't it? Yeah. I get so fuming on there yeah. and, and Twitter just shows me people that make me fuming. Do you think it's like, do you think it has created a culture of antagonism and pointiness and... Like just, I don't know. I, I, I've never engaged with Twitter, never. Yeah. Like, and I don't know what it is. Partly I think it was just, I don't know where to jump in, you know, and therefore I'm just, I can't be bothered. But I also feel like there's a sort of, I don't know. I don't, I don't think uh, I've ever felt personally that it's a very inclusive sort of well, culture it, platform. You know what I mean? I yeah, just really... I don't, I think it's more that it's like just a free for all on there. And you don't build community on there and you just get shown anything on there. And I, like, if you want to do well on there, you, it, you, you be polarizing and, and you, and you antagonize people. Yeah. That's what does well on there. Yeah. So like, well, yeah. Piers Morgan, who I mentioned earlier is massive on there yeah. and he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He posts stuff on there where he is just being a, it's how Donald Trump became president. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, exactly. and others. And like you rightly always say, there's the left-sided version of yeah. that always as well, right? Yeah, but th so that but that is where I go. And that's and I think to myself, that's when I think I need to get off here. Because I get angry. It makes me proper angry. You're proper, getting angry thinking about it now, aren't you? triggers me on there, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, what else? Like Anything else? In hindsight, um, in hindsight, so I've just got Debs on now who has come on into the business to help me kind of implement systems and and really drive forward and look after the things that I'm doing. In hindsight, I should have, I could have got her in sooner to help and support, but I also think a bit like we were talking about on the, when you look at LinkedIn and you're doing that shit, energetically, I have to get to this right place and then something clicks in and I'm like, nah, this is right. So I was like talking to you loads about it when I like thinking I'm nearly there and then I spoke to her and then I was like, oh no, I'm not there yet. I don't know what I would do. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, it clicks in and I'm like, I do it. And there's a part of me that thinks I should have done it sooner, but there's also a part of me that recognizes energetically this was the right moment. Do you, do you, do you want to know what I think? Yeah. I think uh, it's the right moment. Yeah. I think you needed to have gone gone through this year of growth that you've had personally, and uh, like every entrepreneur needs to have to do the bit where they're doing everything. Yeah, for you to really know how she can or whoever supports you can do it in the best way, how yeah. they should focus their time, but also you feel ready to let it go at this point. Yeah, you know, actually, in in continuing to do it, you're holding yourself back. Yeah, all you're doing is you're prepping for for next year. And you know, I think there was always another thing when I used to look out at people, coaches, particularly coaches in the space, and some of them like that I've interacted with in the past, and they send me like their assistant, 
there was always a bit of me like, why, like, you, why have you got an assistant? Like, you could be doing this yourself. There's no way. I'm making assumptions about people, but they're, like, I'm, uh, they're genuine assumptions where, like, I think to myself, that's an ego thing that, oh, like, why have you. Do you still think that now? That what about, you have one? What, that I have one? Yeah. Are you looking back at them and going, well, what, what are you saying? No, no, no. But I mean, like, people would, people would be where I. Ah, uh, this sounds really arrogant, but like where I was two or three years ago and would have an assistant. And I'm thinking, you like, why are you? And you know what? Like there's things like this. I remember, I remember when I first started out as a, as a coach and I went to this place, it was in Cambridge, right? And I was there, I would have gone there for free because um, I wanted to build my experience as a coach. And some of them were a little bit like, uh, oh, you've traveled this far for a couple of coaching sessions. I'd never do that. Yeah. And I remember then thinking the arrogance, yeah. Oh, like this is going to be a doddle to go past people like you if that's your. Mm. And so like I do think there's there's people that I remember I'm think, thinking specifically of one person, yeah, about like 4 years ago. Uh like we'd been chatting quite a bit and then he sent me his assistant messaged me on like Facebook Messenger just off of their Facebook account and I was a bit like you don't need to do that, mate. Like you don't need to do that. That's an ego thing. Maybe or maybe not. Or am I talking more about my? Am I? Is this show more? No, about no, me? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't self-analyze too much. But I, I just think you never know what's going on in someone else's world. That may, they may be a coach, must plus they may be doing other things. Like I coach, but yeah. I also run free businesses, so I could probably use one. You know what I mean? A dedicated one. You know? Yeah, but it's very obvious that that's what you're doing. What? Well, like it's very obvious that you're busy and you're running free companies. Maybe. Do you think I needed an assistant three years ago? Nah. If I'd have got one, yeah. what would have been driving me doing that? You might have been... Ego. You might have been... Ego has. That's have been what would have been driving me. Strategically preparing the way for your future and I best can, self. I can talk about ego in this way because I've just got myself a load of merch printed out and there's no other reason I've done that than for ego. Ego, yeah. Two, two lovely water bottles with your face. It's on my laptop. I've got t-shirts made for the kids. T-shirt made for me. Where can people buy them, Josh? Well, they can't. That's what I mean. It's just been a complete ego trip thing. Uh, I'd like one, please. Would you? Would you wear it? Nah. <laughs> I'll get you a mustard one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's mustard, I love it. Yeah. Where's your energy been well placed this year? Um, I think um, well placed is... I don't know if it's well placed. It's where I've placed it and it hasn't been wrongly placed. Yeah. Um, a lot on work, yeah, yeah, and I don't think that's a bad thing. But I'd say I'd say on balance, I think maybe I needed to uh, not do as much at the end of the year, if I'm honest. But it was it was useful because it's gotten us to a place. Um, I think uh, you know I've I've made more effort to be present at home. I haven't nailed it. I think yeah. there's circumstances around that which you know we might get onto later around kind of what what what's been taking my time and energy this year. Um, and I think more latterly, um, you know, focusing on health has been you know good for me. You know, and I've been doing that for the last couple of months, and that feels pretty good. Yeah, good. How about you, mate? Yeah, um, I think. Look, I wrote down finally getting on TikTok as as being because that like supercharged me a little bit yeah. in terms of the the eyes that it got on me. Um, but probably more importantly has been that rest and time out. I think I've done that really well this year, like with the time away with the family and making sure that I build downtime. But I do fully recognise um, how much my family and particularly Leah helped me drive that because they've been away uh dog sitting for a week oh right okay did you know this i didn't know it so they were at their mum and dad's uh leah's mum and dad's looking after the dog still there no they're back now okay but f rattling about in the house my eldest daughter was there and my boy but they're a bit older so they're yeah. sort of in their room and stuff most of the time yeah uh i realized like as i was doom scrolling so much more you know i've said to you often don't i I don't use my phone in the evening, yeah. but I reckon it's mainly because Leah wouldn't yeah. have it any other way. Well, I noticed that you sort of were engaging in the evening. I thought that was quite surprising. Yeah, and it's because yeah. Leah wasn't it. Yeah. yeah? So then good. I was like, yeah. I, I was just on my phone, man. I yeah. worked myself silly. Yeah. I was working, you know, I'd put that, you know, I'd like get sorted 
everything would be, and then I'd be home, and then yeah. I'd get into bed, and I'd get the laptop out. Mate. That's, do you know what I mean? So yeah. it just shows you, oh, he's drinking out of his... Jo Josh Connolly water bottle. It's Josh Connolly water bottle. Um, okay, good. Let's let's do the next one. Let's do the next one. Um, what areas, has of your life made you the happiest in the past year? Look, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not even uh, hesitation from me. Family, always, yeah. number one. Yeah. Um, just energy I get from them and being with them and you know um, I'm lucky I'm very lucky you know the work that I do means I can kind of dictate my own schedule yeah so even if I'm busy and even if I'm not as present as I want to be I'm there with them we eat dinner every day together we spend weekends you know what I mean um, so that you know um, what was the question again the happiest moment the happiest thing of the year uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think also building a team around me you know like it's, you know that having gone from you know me and chris running the business uh with john and bringing guy into like you know to then suddenly uh growing out the team that mm. feels like a, a it's a happy moment for me because it signifies that we're doing something um i was gonna say health again as well but yeah that's definitely maybe. and you're starting to build a social media presence again you had to stop to do your social media post before you came oh, this in morning here today. Yeah, yeah look at me just Rolling with it. <laughs> TikTok next, mate, for you. It is going to be TikTok. <laughs> you can make some content from here. Uh, mine, mine is well. I suppose it's obvious, isn't it? The same as you, as family. But I like we particularly when I look at my daughter and my son, my eldest daughter and my son who have come to live with us, and what we've been through with that. Yeah. Um, and how, as a family, we've kind of navigated our way through it and got to where we are. Um, in our life today, that's been like massive. Can I ask really? a question about that? Because yeah. you do a lot of work around family systems, right? And yeah. dynamics and stuff like that. What have you learned, without going into details, but what have you learned from this experience in terms of family dynamics and 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 and, and actually just dynamics with between people in general? I think that they're a lot more messy than, um, and, and Messi's not bad. I just think that like... Not as good as Ronaldo. Not as good as Ronaldo. <laughs> My head went straight there as well. My head went straight there until Piers Morgan ruined yeah. his career. No, um, but they are like... I don't know if there's any such thing as a functional family. Do you know what I mean? And I think, I guess, like with everything else, when you look on social media, you know, you can think that everybody else has it all figured out. But I think families are difficult. And when you've got like a blended family living in the house now, like we have, yeah, which is kids from you know a previous marriage and stuff like that it makes the dynamics different particularly when you look at like my eldest daughter's 16 yeah so and 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 she didn't move in until two years ago mm. so like her relationship with leah my wife is not like a proper stepmom stepdaughter relationship yeah right so yeah. the dynamics are not the same as that what, what's a proper Step-mum, step-daughter relationship. Well, okay. You mean yeah. in terms of from a younger age? And, yeah, yeah, if she'd like, lived, yeah. and if the, she'd have lived there 24-7 yeah. from a yeah. very young age right, and right, sort right. of been almost raised by Leah. Yeah, she yeah. hasn't. She's yeah. a young woman now yeah. um, and she's not been raised. So yeah. their relationship's different. And I think it's sometimes if you're not careful, you want to push for like the perfect yeah. relationship and it's not going to be like that. Yeah. Right. And yeah. the way that they love one another is not, the same as a mum and daughter relationship or even a more prolonged relationship in that way. So like, I think it's it's always really complex and then you bring in co-parenting and stuff. Well, I think the other thing is as the, as the central figure bringing everyone together, you just want it to work, don't you? You yeah. just want to will it to work. But actually, I think you've got to, you've got to recognize that these are independent relationships that need to form and then will take time and some might happen really quite quickly others will take ages it's going yeah. to be a bumpy road along the way and especially when like i'm terrified of conflict i'm always trying to avoid any kind of conflict except yeah? when it's with me except when it's with, i love arguing with you or on twitter apparently yeah uh, <laughs> no but like i'm terrified of that conflict and so like that can make me mismanage situations if i'm not careful yeah because i'll I talk all about getting your emotions out and making sure everybody gets the opportunity. But because I'm so terrified of crisis, if I'm not, oh, oh, sorry, of like arguments and stuff, 
if I'm not careful, I sweep emotions under the carpet in a way to try and avoid any kind of conflict. Yeah. So I have to be really aware of that yeah. and I have to go through the discomfort of allowing conflict and allowing relationships to go through their own, like you said, um, their own kind of struggle and come back to where they need to be. And that's not easy. And I think also people just don't like being managed. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the home environment, right? So like if you try and manage situations artificially, inauthentically, yeah. without integrity, you're never going to get to where you want to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it leads to like emotional suppression, right? Where everyone feels like they can't really say what they want to say because I'm running around trying to stop everybody falling yeah. out. Yeah. You can't do that. You need to let people fall out and build relationships in that way. Yeah. When you're all living under one roof, yeah. you know, and, and, and you know, you throw in all the stuff where they've not grown up under our kind of family dynamic and yeah. our rules and the yeah. things that we do. So yeah. they've had to relearn and all that. But as difficult as it all is to bring it back to why it's a happy thing is just how well we've done, you know, and we have done amazing. Like the relationships between all of us now are at one point, I didn't think we'd ever get anywhere near where we are. So it's, it's good to be there, man. And what is that? Is it just letting it breathe really like, and let it happen? Right. And everyone probably doing a little bit of compromising and a little bit of growing. Yeah, well. all of that stuff. Yeah. But on a personal level, it's been going through that discomfort of mm. those difficult situations and thinking, no, I want to face this head on mm. and I want to do that. And like that's, you know, I used to spend my life running away. I ran away. I'd have ran away a long time ago back in who I used to be. And this is the thing, I think, you know, when you think of like healing journey, healing journeys and that are not about like being enlightened and sort of nothing affecting you in that way. It's having the ability to for things to affect you deeply and being able to kind of navigate through find them. A way for find it. a way through them with a knowing that, that you'll get there somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, love that. Let's do another question. Um, All right. Now I'm going to go to this one. I'm going to miss one out because of time. Um, if your year got turned into a book or a movie, what would the title be? I don't want to pretend that you didn't give me a heads up uh, on some of these. So I've already thought about this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. No, oh, you can't steal Mike Tyson. Uh, Mike Tyson. Though. Yeah, it is Mike Tyson. Okay. Yeah, I can and I will. And All I right. did. He'll probably want rights out of that. He'll probably smack me in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the context for that is uh, uh, on... Uh, Wednesday, yeah. this Wednesday next week, my business partner of eight years, Krish, who you know very well, yeah. um, is leaving the business. Yeah. Uh, and uh, earlier on in the year, uh, we had a plan where we were working towards uh, one uh, kind of North Star and future. And uh, it all, I got punched in the mouth. <laughs> uh, and so we had to just pivot and change. And that's really, that's really dominated my last six months. Um, it's all good. You know, I, I sort of referred to it a little bit on the podcast. And I think because I wasn't talking about it, uh, I was sort of referring to like this big stuff going on. Um, I think you had to sort of say, oh, listen, just to be clear, it's, you know, it's work that something's happening at work. Because I think people might have started to think maybe there was something wrong with my health or something. But <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's big, you know, it's, it's, it's big. We're a small business and we, we've built it together. And he's not only my business partner, I think that's doing him a disservice. He's one of my best mates and yeah. he's emigrating. He's, do, he's following his heart, following his dream, moving to uh, British Columbia. And uh, I'm really happy for him. But yeah, it was a big old punch in the mouth. When does he move, by the way? He flies out on Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. And then he's scouting for, I mean, I'm telling his uh, journey, but yeah, he's scouting for about four months and he's going to be out there and then Probably his next trip back, he'll do a few things and then, yeah, they'll move what, out. What was the journey like of doing that? Because at one point it didn't, it, it, like, it sounds very positive and stuff now, but there must have been times when it wasn't. Like well, I mean, we, we've we been sort of talking about this journey for a while, we've had, under various forms. And in a way, it wasn't a surprise, but we just still had to navigate the reality of it. It was, a, you know, one thing I know about myself is I can get to, decision making and very very quickly it's one of my strengths so I was able to reflect on it pretty quickly and then get okay with a different future and then it's just about making it all work so you know we spent the last 
you know, few months just letting our clients know and making sure they're all right. And, and, and the good thing is, is that Chris is actually just evolving as well. He's not just disappearing. He's going to be playing a different role with us, but he's still going to be very much involved, just not running the company with me. So I think from an emotional perspective, um, that's something I'm going to have to figure out. Yeah. I'll be doing it, you know, um, with other brilliant people around me, but just I've been doing it with Chris, kind of sharing the mental load. Yeah. I've got some amazing um, partners that are still in the business. We've got some new people. Um, so, yeah, I feel pretty excited about it. Difficult conversations along the way with yeah. him? Yeah. Like, uh, there must have been. There must have been, like. Yeah, of course. Of yeah. course, there are. Yeah. And I'm not going to go into them here, but. No, of course you know, not. No, of but, course not. But, yeah. yeah, difficult things. But the thing that's always been true for my closest friendships is that the friendship is more important than anything else. Yeah. Even we, I don't, we haven't had many uh, bust ups, right? But Only one on the podcast. On probably. the podcast. <laughs> but there's probably been a few moments where like we might have just been a bit sharp with each other. No. But I think, when, when's that happened for you? Well, it's in my head a lot of the time. <laughs> I don't vocalize it. It's that prick yeah, again. Right That's now, actually. Yeah, stop asking me WhatsApp. questions, man. Um, uh, but yeah, no. But you just, you just friendship always trumps it, you know. And uh, you got, you got, that's what solves everything. You go there first, figure stuff out. So, anytime I'm feeling like something that's not right, I just kind of get head into the storm, basically. What, How about you? What, what would you have on the front cover of your book? Mike Tyson. I was gonna say, would you have Mike Tyson? No, just a boxing glove. Or would you have like <laughs> you looking longingly into the future on the front? Is that, that's what you'd have it, wouldn't you? All right, <laughs> whatever. Uh, in mustard yellow. So, like, I try to in mustard yellow. Yeah, I try to with my uh, one. I try to think of like I'm not as good at titles as you, am I? No, you're not. And this year has felt very much like uh, like fertile ground. Is that is that the title? <laughs> is it really? Oh, oh I feel. Oh, I don't know what. Oh, give me a title. What's so, it okay, let's let's. What is it? Fertile uh, ground? Well, yeah. What do you want me to do? Just steal another, just steal a quote off someone. It's better than coming up with fertile ground. Right, gardener's world. <laughs> Tend to your plants. No, 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 uh, no. Because the point is, it's not about the plants, yeah? The yeah. point is, is that I've been... <laughs> okay, go on, sorry. Yeah, fertile ground. I can't wait to watch this at the cinema. It's a book, mate. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> To go, to help you me don't go read to anything, mate. No, you I buy don't. books and put them on your shelf. Yeah, like the we're gonna one. fucking fall out again in a minute. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I feel like I need a better book. I need a better book. No, 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 no. Listen, right. go no. with it. No, You've... the shitty ground is the most fertile. That's <laughs> true, don't it? It is true. That's somebody else's quote. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember whose. Okay. Um, no, I like fertile ground. It's good. <laughs> Preparing the ground. Oh yeah, that's much better, isn't it? Well, what I thought well, it's not better. Is, is it, it the ground that you're like celebrating? I'm celebrating the fact that. Um... <laughs> Why has it got to be a celebration? I don't know. Um, because this year has felt very much like, uh... you know, like last year was when you <laughs> when you <laughs> you know when you put the seed in, it, in, yeah. in, in, in in the fluff, okay, in wet fluff at school, cotton. Well, yeah. yeah, and then the little shoot comes out, yeah, and then you put it in, uh, and then you put it in the soil. Yeah. This year has been about like getting that soil. The right. germination or ju no? This no the fertilization. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. I had more of a heads up on this than you, and this is what I've come well, up with. No, it's good. No, but this has very much. I feel like next year is going to be when I'm going to shoot now. Yeah. Like as in terms of the work that I do. Uh, I've had a massive year that has like proper from like, it felt like it was like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then from like August is when it's just gone bam. And it yeah. has been quite overwhelming for yeah. me yeah. in the last few months. Yeah, That's why it's been so good to get like Debs on board because my life is changing. Like, and it's like, I always saw the change and I always believed in the change, but now the change is like here. Is here, yeah, and I feel like I'm in the beginning of that big change, yeah. Um, and it's you, I've got to make sure you've got to stay grounded with it, and that you know you've got because it's hard when it's um, you know to go from to go. For, I think it's like easy to forget as well. By the way, that I was just a drunk ten years ago, 
Do you know what I mean? I was a drunk who just drank every day and just, that was all I did. I worked in a factory and I drank every day. So to be like where, to be in this position that I am now, like I never had money, you know, like never, like I had to, I was chatting to Ollie about it yesterday actually. Like I would go in, I would have to look at the price on a, on a, on a drink. If I was buying a can of Coke, I would look at the price of it hmm. and like have to think, okay, that's that much money. How much have I got? Can I afford this? Yeah, man. Do you know what I mean? Right? And 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 now you're drinking kombucha. <laughs> Ginger and lemon kombucha. <laughs> You've changed, man. Exactly. And I didn't have to look at the price on it. Why? Because I made you buy it. Yeah, because I bought it for you, uh, you but cheap like, bastard. <laughs> so there's those changes and like, you know, that kind of financial freedom that I've found. But then there's also the changes with like, like eyes on me and stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's insane. Like, it, uh, it's mad being out. You know, being out with my wife and yeah. people coming up and saying, you know, saying hello and stuff like. Like, it's it's a bit mind blowing. It's, it can be a little bit overwhelming. I, I, I'm not just saying this, right? I'm not just doing it because we're celebrating at the end of the year. But I always saw this for you. Yeah, well, from you the did. Moment, yeah. From the moment we met. From the moment you met me. Yeah. 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 And I don't blame you. Wow, why? <laughs> why would you? No, but that's what we was only supposed to. You was going to give me an hour of your time, right? And you're yeah. probably just scoping me out. Is this going to be the dude I, that I mentor? No, I actually, I was actually, because because it was your cousin that introduced yeah. us. I thought you were a bit of a, you might have been a bit of a scammer, and I was trying to work out whether you were a scammer or not. Genuinely, what before you met me, or yeah. when? So you came in thinking he might be a bit of a scammer. Well, that was that was a story, right? You you just appeared in his life, yeah, and like he appeared in mine. Like, uh, okay, he told it he told it a different way, right? But that's what I. Heard. Oh no! Well, he saw me on the news, and and then and yeah. then yeah, okay, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or well, yeah, I think there was a different story. Anyway, but uh, not so much a scammer, but I, like I wanted to size up who this person was because I yeah. I couldn't I didn't believe what was being said. But then I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and the rest is history. The rest is history, as they say. You know what's really weird? That you thought I was a scammer, right? I was doing a live with, um, I won't say the name of the company, but I was doing an Instagram live with the company, with mm. this company, right? Mm. Pro, uh, you know, helping them to promote something that I quite passionately believe that they're doing is really good. Yeah. And I started getting these, like, uh, troll bots coming in on the live. Oh, really? Josh Connolly is a scammer. Uh, like, Jake. Josh Connolly, oh, you should have just carried on drinking. Uh, Josh Connolly used to work in a factory. Where's that from then? But it was like, just, so in the end, yeah, I was like blocking them as they come up. And then in the end, every 30 seconds. They were coming up. A new like faceless thing was entering the live. Crazy. And then would say That's something mad. like Josh, you know, Josh is a scammer. Josh's courses are a scam. So then I had to just, I was literally doing this live and I had to like, uh, it's those coaches that you just insulted <laughs> earlier ago, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I had to block them as they come in. Yeah. But listen, after we met, you weren't sure about me either, right? Yeah, no, but I had been done over, by the way. That's by, why, by, yeah, yeah. Yeah, by, by particularly one coach who, like, sort of almost forced me into spending money with them and didn't, you know, promise me the world. And then, you know, I was just in a system just paying money. Um, and so... Yeah, look, I hadn't been in this give and take world that we now live in, yeah, where you want to support people and all of that. Yeah. So we went back to my wife and like my wife was even like, Yeah, well, what what does he want? Yeah. And I was still bit, waiting, Josh. Still waiting. I was, <laughs> I was a bit like, nah, he uh, like I trust my intuition yeah. on this one. He's pretty yeah. genuine. Yeah. Um so yeah, man, but for it to have come, you know, it's been like five years now. And so to be in this place where I really do feel like next year, it's just gonna I think it's next year's the the big one, mate. The big, big year. I yeah, I feel like that. So um, we would have had more time if you didn't go into the strikes earlier. <laughs> I like this bit, bit better. We didn't even do a check-in either. What, do, what, we've got like five minutes, haven't we? Yeah, yeah we got five minutes, yeah, because we started late, didn't we? Yeah. Um, oh. Because you were... Um, oh, do you know what? I did I, do you know, I know, I did write down another answer for my film or book. Have you... I wanted to say... On Deadly Ground. Have you ever seen Big... Yeah, I love Big. Yeah, he's called Josh in that, you know? Oh, yeah. So, so. that would, like, I, I, if I was to pick a film that could sum it up, a bit like you did and cheat and just actually pick something that already exists, yeah. I would have picked Big. Because I do feel a little bit like that. You're a kid now in, in an adult I've, body. Or I feel like I'm living a, like, 
somebody else's life a little bit. You know, when I'm like doing this stuff now and it feels a little bit surreal to me. That would have been so much better than Fertile Ground. Fuck, man. I you wrote messed that. up. I know, man. It's one of my favourite movies as well. It is one of the best so movies good. ever when they're on the piano. in the messed up. So that's... You can't, you can't that, go back but, in time. No, no, no. But If you could go back in time, where would you go? It was weird that that video came up on uh, Brunel yeah. Rooms after that. But yeah, mate, I do like I do feel a bit like that. Good. Um, uh, I'm going to watch that film this Christmas. Yeah, I'm going to make the kids watch it. What's your favourite Christmas film? Oh. Uh, Quick. Um, I want to say Elf. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. What, is that not good? No, no good I love Elf. I What's love Elf. What's your favourite one? My kids always take the piss out of me for this because it's not actually a Christmas movie. It's a Thanksgiving movie. But but we watch it around Christmas time. Right. Planes, trains, and automobiles. You I ever seen no it? No idea what I is. No. Oh, mate, you have to watch it. So good. Mm, maybe maybe Home Alone. Oh yeah, Home Alone. Got a b it's a bit of a must watch, so isn't good. it? Yeah. Absolutely. The kids like the Grinch. Yeah, the the new Christmas Chronicles. That's that's like. What about happening? Snowman. Ah man, it's it's shit. What? What the cartoon Snowman? Yeah, shit. Why is it shit? It's just it's boring. Why? You know it is. It's not You boring. watched it when you were a kid. Then yeah. maybe you watch it at school. You've got these twisted memories of it being good, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. It was on the other day. It's shit. It's not. It is. Get out of here. Right. We're going to finish with one more question and then right. I think we'll be done here. Yeah. We're not going to do reasons to be cheerful. What we're going to do, I'm going to ask one of the questions about what's coming for the year ahead. Um, oh, let's do, should we, what? Well, no, I'm waiting. Oh, right. With anticipation. Yeah. Should we do word of the year? Okay. I'm, uh, okay. Oh, do you not want to say yours? I don't mind. All right. Are you doing word of the year this year? Yes. And what's your word? I'm going to sound like a wanker. Yeah, well, no, we've, you've, we've done 55 minutes of that, so I wouldn't worry um, about that. My word of the year is lead. Okay. But it's... Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a verb. It's a verb to lead, and that is that is what I intend to do next year for the team, for what I'm doing at home to lead are you going to lead at home are you you fucking misogynist it's <laughs> <laughs> the kids it's not going to happen with Erin <laughs> what's your word I've got two okay because I've got like the big word that I'm doing from a business perspective is content yeah so like now I really I like I used to sort of limp about a little bit with my content but now I feel really passionately uh, that I can produce really good content and that I do produce meaningful wholesome content and so I want to push that um, this year and that's going to be what I'm going to do but also the other one that I sort of brought in on a personal level is is grounded because mm -hmm. I really want to make sure that I stay grounded man fertile oh. grounded I want to be like AJ yeah. yeah stay humble oh yeah content and grounded yeah nice. yeah the nice. two can coexist yes Has I've enjoyed this um, me too mate that's it now until next year. Yep. Um, and in January. In, we'll be back in January and we'll be going again. And this podcast is in. Thanks again for listening to 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Khan. <laughs>